there's intertribal conflict, there's um, rebels from other countries, uh, there's um, corruption. There's Basically, when you look at peoples of Sudan, you see a people that have been broken and have been devastated by generations of war. And some people have never even seen peace until 2005. And so it's really, how do you start over with a blank, a blank slate? And how do you demonstrate what the kingdom looks like um, to people who have never really seen love before? Mm-hmm. And that can look like a lot of different things. And a lot of, it looks like a lot of forgiveness and a lot of mercy and a lot of patience and a lot of joy as well. We're really very honored. But it's primarily being there and, and being uh, God with skin on, so to speak, right? Yeah, pretty much. It's, you know, someone is, it comes on the compound and um, their child doesn't have food and because the mother's milk dried up, what are you going to do? Say, go be be happy and well-fed and sorry, can't help you. Mm-hmm. I mean, no, we're going to find a way to help them um, either have the resources they need to be able to get the milk themselves or we'll be able to help provide it as, as God, you know, provides resources for us to do that. So, well, I mean, other things are just a little bit more on the supernatural side. If someone comes and is sick or is blind or is deaf, you know, we'll pray for him and we'll get our kids to pray for him. And, you know, we've had a number of cases, and it's growing in its frequency of of seeing people get healed and the blind see and the deaf hear. And that's a very tangible demonstration of the heart of God. <laughs> Michelle, God has given you such a joyous spirit and uh, a terrific mission there, Sudan. But the unusual circumstances of your birth, born without your left hip or leg, some people would refer to that as a handicap, but that doesn't seem to slow you down. How do you do it? <laughs> well, I've never had another leg. It's still in transit. It's coming. It hasn't arrived yet. Um <laughs> And it's just about 31 years late, but it'll get here. um, um, No, it's, you know, I just, I think it's in the way that you see, and it's in the way that you choose to look at your circumstances. I mean, many people have other things that, that they choose to look at as a limitation or a disability, and God is very graciously um, just given me grace to not look at it to be able to look at this not as a limitation, but as an opportunity. And it's an opportunity to see His glory revealed in the place that I am, in the state that I am now. And it's also going to be a great opportunity when He comes and brings restoration. Hmm. So, do you, do, you ever, do you ever get discouraged? Oh, I wouldn't be human if I didn't, of course. <laughs> how do you, deal, how do you do. deal with it when you're so isolated? I pretty much go get my iPod and um, hide away for a little bit in in my room and pray in the spirit and the, fix my gaze again off of my circumstances. When I get discouraged, it's because I'm looking at the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. If I'm looking at the circumstances, I'm looking at the problems, I'm looking at three million orphans, I'm looking at the face of war, I'm not looking at the one whose face is love. And you become like that, which you look at. So um, I have to refocus my gaze and focus it back on his beauty and his goodness and listen to what, what Jesus is saying and to my heart. And he always encourages me by the Holy Spirit. Cause that's what, what the Holy Spirit does. He's our, um, you know, he's our comforter, our supporter, the one that pours strength in death. 
So I was going to ask you what a good day for you is, but I think I know the answer already. A good day is doing what Jesus wants you to do, right? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, we had a fun day a couple of weeks ago. I actually was very, very um, seriously ill with malaria, and um, we had an opportunity to be able to go and share about being light and about carrying the light of who Jesus is with our entire police department in our area, and about 80% of them um, prayed to receive Jesus, and so was very, very exciting. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, you tell such unforgettable stories in your book. Uh, you've got to tell a couple of them here as we talk, and we're going to hear the rest as we hear your book from Rebecca St. James as she reads it. But tell us just a couple of the, the stories that really uh, really stick out in your mind right now. Hmm. Well, there's just so many. Um, you know, I think one of the simpler ones that was just such a blessing to me, and it's 